The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, September 8, 2009. I'm Terry Aranga with my guests, Wendy Fournier and Lori McElwain. Wendy is President and Lori Board Chair of the National Autism Association. Our topic today is the National Autism Association's How Much Longer campaign. Since listeners are by the computer today, the URL for the items we will be referencing is www.nationalautismassociation.org forward slash howmuchlonger.php. The National Autism Association is asking how much longer of the Centers for Disease Control, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, Dr. Thomas Insel in the National Institutes of Health, President Obama, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Department of Education, and the Food and Drug Administration. If you haven't seen NAA's ads, they are, as always, extremely clever, cutting to the chase. Tomorrow, September 9th, listeners have an opportunity to join with advocates across the nation to ask our public health leaders how much longer. Ladies, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Terry, for having us. We'll look at three of these ads, then talk about the, uh, it, do you call it 999 advocacy campaign? We've been calling it 090909. Okay. 090909 advocacy campaign that listeners can participate in tomorrow and then look at remaining calls to action. So let's start with the call to President Obama. First of all, you cite that one child in 100 now has an autism spectrum disorder. Let's get that firmly established. Can you comment on this? Sure. Um, I can. This is Wendy. There was a... Um some data recently released uh, by the National Survey of Children's Health. It was supported by the Health and Resources and Services Administration of the United States Department of Health and Human Services. And we believe that this data will be used um, for the CDC to update the incidence rates of autism. But what they found in this national survey is that now one in 100 children have a diagnosis of um, an autism spectrum disorder in the United States. You know, it's it's one in a hundred, but that when in real human terms, in real practical terms, that doesn't really seem like a minority. That is a huge number, one percent, and and of course, autism affects boys more frequently than girls. Um, so, you know, if you're having a little boy, your chance of of having a child who's later diagnosed with autism is at about one in fifty-eight. It's very frightening. Um, risks 
involved, and we need to find out why so many children are susceptible to developing autism. Yeah, you would think that with those rates, um, you know, it would be apparent that this is a public health emergency. Lori? Yeah, um, and that was one of our goals with this campaign. We've been asking for years for autism to be cleared a uh, national health crisis, and so far we have not um, gotten what we wanted. Uh, we're hoping that we'll create some awareness, get a lot of people to write in to President Obama, and finally have it declared what it really is. It's a, it's a huge crisis, an emergency, and it needs uh, a lot of federal aid. Um, it's time. It's, well, it's long overdue, actually. Following that train of thought, I'd like listeners to hear your call to President Obama because it is a very accurate description of what multitudes of families experience as life with autism. So if that's okay, would you like to read this or shall I? No, go ahead, Terry. Do you have it in front of you? I have it in front of me. Okay. Uh, to our listeners, if, if you're looking at the NAA website, the URL for this is www.nationalautismassociation.org forward slash images forward slash NAA underscore Obama dot PDF. And it says, Dear President Obama, good morning. We woke up today unsure of which issue to tackle first. Should we go after federal laws to protect our children from being punched, suffocated, or locked in rooms at school? Or should we allow the harmful restraint and seclusion to continue? Should we work to pay for our teenagers' diapers today? Or work to keep more children from wandering off and drowning in a lake? Should we try to prevent the next seizure today? Or worry about where millions of disabled adults will live after their parents are dead and gone? Should we ignore the thousands of stories of regression following vaccinations? Or should we ignore the health officials who say, it's all just a big coincidence? Should we shout at the top of our lungs today that autism is treatable and autism is preventable? Or simply nod along with the mainstream doctors who say we're wrong? Should we raise hell today about the next child who will regress from an over-the-top vaccination schedule? Or should we just let it happen? Should we worry about the children who will have violent meltdowns today? Or the ones who can't stop hitting themselves? Or the ones who don't ever sleep? Or the ones who can't point to what hurts so all they can do is scream? Or should we help the mother who is threatening suicide on this day? Or pay for the funeral of the father who committed suicide yesterday? Better yet, Maybe we should help the families who are bankrupt because health insurance doesn't cover autism. Then again, skyrocketing divorce rates in the autism community really need our attention, along with the fact that autism is just a word some guy came up with 70 years ago to describe a new rare mental condition that we're finding is actually more environmental. So should we fight to reclassify this whole body condition today? or fight for our children's education, or fight for our children's therapy, or fight for our children's rights, or fight for our children's cure, or fight to get them out of this hell. Should we show up in Washington today to yell about the zero answers our children have received from the billions spent on genetic research, or should we work to stop the numbers that are now at one in 100 children? 
Should we falsely agree that the rise in rates is only due to better diagnosis when we know our kids weren't smearing poop 30 years ago and banging their heads 30 years ago and flapping their hands 30 years ago and unable to speak 30 years ago and unable to point to an object 30 years ago and unable to bathe and wipe and feed themselves and stay safe 30 years ago only to go unnoticed? Or should we worry today about how the autism community is overwhelmed and under-resourced and how the swine flu's non-existent pandemic is receiving overreaction and fast-tracked focus while autism's already existent epidemic gets slow-tracked solutions and profound underreaction? Or, President Obama, should we just think about going to bed tonight hoping to God we'll wake up tomorrow to find that someone finally is declaring autism a national health crisis, a national emergency, a national epidemic, and that finally someone is saying enough is enough? Let's get some answers. Let's give some aid. Let's figure this out before it's one in 20 children. Or should we just let every American eventually find out for themselves how bad it really is? How much longer, President Obama, will we wake up overwhelmed by which issue to tackle first? How much longer, President Obama, do we have before the hope for America's children fades completely? Good night. Wow. I'm crying. I, (laughs) you know, I've read that several times, but to hear it read in a mother's voice who feels all of that is It's really emotional because this is overwhelming, and where do we start? And there are so relatively few of us, and the the public health agencies and officials who should be helping the children and families are not, and it's left to the parents who already should be spending that time precious time and energy on their precious beloved children who've been injured. Right. And this, you know, this really is about what we wake up every morning and we see emails that come in from families across the country. And it's all different requests because there are so many different issues. So we really are struggling each day uh, not knowing which issue to tackle. Um, it's it's overwhelming, and we have very little resources. It's a wake-up call. We need help anywhere we can get it. Um, this is about helping the people who have autism, helping the families, but it's also a matter of prevention. Um, you know, there are just too many issues to tackle at once, and if we just start with, okay, let's just declare it a, a, a national health crisis so we can focus on the fact that we need aid, let's start there. Um, you know, this really is about everything that our families go through every day. And it's very hard to just sum it up with one thing, but we're hoping just the how much longer will penetrate somehow and somebody will answer or at the very least it will raise awareness about what's going on out there. All of the issues that you, that the National Autism Association has identified in this call to action to President Obama would take an entire um, office, you know, company, suite of offices to handle every every one of these issues. 
So when we have the parents doing this, the, the parents don't have the same amount of resources as agencies who should, that should be helping. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the agencies are not helping the because they're still, for some reason, denying that this epidemic exists. And it really puts it into this very sharp contrast, what's going on with this swine flu mm-hmm. scare, the pandemic, this global uh, call to action because a few thousand people got the flu. You know, and, and the, the way the resources are all being thrown at this is incredible, and if we could react that way to the 1 in 100 children who are being diagnosed with autism, I think we'd have some hope of actually getting some answers and getting some help for these families, but we're, we're continually ignored. Well, Wendy, you're, you're making me think of a good segue into your CDC ad, and you're, you're talking about the, the swine <laughs> flu, what they're calling a pandemic, and um, ma- making that uh, of great urgency and overreaction while a real, true uh, public health crisis of autism, one in a 100, uh, is being ignored and the reasons denied. And what's the spin on that? Well, you've got that in your CDC ad, and that says, if we're anti-vaccine, then you must be anti-safety. Because the fact is, we are pro-vaccine schedule that is thoughtful and safe and uses common sense. So it's more accurate to call us anti-toxic vaccination schedule that hasn't been tested for cumulative safety. And since we're the parents who actually vaccinated our children abundantly, only to watch them regress, and you continue to advocate for toxins to stay in vaccines, that would mean we're pro-safety and you're pro-dangerous, or would it be we're anti-dangerous and you're anti-safety? Wait, maybe it's we're anti-protoxins and you're pro-antitoxins. No, we're pro-positive change and you're pro-hide-behind-the-parents-are-crazy-and-anti-vaccine angle. Better yet, we're pro-asking questions and you're pro-dodging them. More like we're anti-BS and you're pro-see-how-many-people-will-keep-buying-it. Well, this is a very clever ad and really explains the spin, and we'll discuss this more when we come back from break with Wendy Fournier and Lori McElwain of the National Autism Association. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Inside all of us lives a warrior. We win battles with our careers, our finances, our children, our pets. It's time that the warrior within wins the battles with our own being. Modern-day Renaissance man Ori Hoffmeckler dispels eating urban legends and fitness myths in Voice America Network's The Warrior Within, your guide to nutrition, energy, sex, and survival. Ori sets the record straight and will help you become leaner and healthier for a lifetime. The Warrior Within broadcasts live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in for your guide to nutrition, energy, sex, and survival. 
More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Wendy Fournier and Lori McElwain from the National Autism Association. And before the break, we were looking at NAA's call to action to the Centers for Disease Control and how they've really spun the language. Lori, would you like to comment on this? Uh, I would. Um, this this was the first ad in the series that we did, and and with the with the reason we really just had to sit down and think about okay, what's gonna what's it gonna take to really get to to the safety issue? Because you know you can believe that autism is caused by vaccines or not. Uh, that doesn't mean that the vaccines are as safe as they could be. Uh, but the CDC has this angle that they've always had where once we question the safety of vaccines or push for safer vaccines, uh, they just call us anti-vaccine and, and hope that the American public will, um, you know, not go with, with that way of thinking because it's outside of the mainstream and mainstream is safe and mainstream is comfortable and that's where everybody wants to be. So this anti-vaccine label that they keep putting on us is just really a way to deflect uh, from the real issue, and, and you know, even Clorox has green products now. I mean, even uh, food manufacturers who are in the mainstream have have foods that are trans fat free now. This, you know, this isn't rocket science. You can you can make something safer. Everything can be safer. Uh, and if given the choice, I don't think anybody would turn down a, a safer vaccine. Um, so why are they continuing to hide behind this, you know, you parents are just anti-vaccine, you're crazy, um, and, and, and make that the issue. That's not the issue. The issue is, are the vaccines as safe as they could be? But everything else aside, the, the answer is no. Uh, so, so how can we get to that? Stop calling us anti-vaccine. Find something better to, to, you know, throw back at us because, that, that little argument is, is overused, and this is our way of calling them out on that. Yeah, it's really ironic to me that I got all of my, you know, child's uh, early childhood shots to the day that they were due, to the day. Made those appointments way in advance, so we'd be there right on the day that they were allegedly due. 
And like you said in your ad, you know, we're the ones who actually vaccinated our children abundantly, only to watch them regress. Right. So, you know, is it that we're anti-vaccine or pro-safety? Uh-huh. You know, it, you know, it's it's kind of a ridiculous argument. Um, let's get to the real issue. Can safe, safer vaccines exist? The answer is yes. Let's let's focus on that. We've yeah. got thousands of stories of, of parents who say their child regressed after a vaccination. You can have science on your side either way. We both have science on our side. Um, that doesn't mean that stories don't exist, and that doesn't mean that, that vaccines are safe because there's some science that says, hey, you know, um, vaccines didn't cause autism, even though there's other science that says vaccines cause autism. So, you know, what's the real issue? And the, re- the real issue is safety. And I think, too, that vaccines are just put on this pedestal. They're untouchable, and they're held to a whole different set of safety standards. And just, you know, to give a very simple example, if I was exposing my child to a toxic substance on purpose, if I was <laughs> injecting my child with mercury, my child would be removed from my custody. I mean, if it was a parent exposing their child to poison, there would be a real issue here. But our government uh, allows physicians to do this every single day and, and highly recommends it, in fact. It's ridiculous. And mercury is still in the flu shots. Um, mercury is supposed to be in the, the, the new swine flu vaccine. There's lots of toxins in, in, in vaccines, and they don't have to be there. there. There's other ways, you know, progress. We need progress. And right. we need to stop hiding behind labels in, in order to, you know, uh, push that progress, progress away. They've, they've put in, us in this position to be loud, um, and an annoyance to them because of not giving us any answers for our children. So they've forced our hand. They've put us into this position. And the same way with vaccines. If we had been giving our children uh, our, our tots, safe vaccines um, on a safe schedule, we would never even be out there now saying uh, anything that to them seems anti-vaccine because our children would be okay. Mm-hmm. And who wants to go uh, against the mainstream? I mean, is this fun? No. I mean, no, nobody wants to have an uphill battle all the time and get hate mail and all of that. Nobody wants that, you know. But the real issue remains, can can they be safer? Yes, they can. So why not make them safer? In your ad to President Obama, you talked about which issue should we wake up and tackle today. You know, he wakes up every day um, and has to decide which issues to tackle. And the number of issues that you identified in your call to action to President Obama is a whole cabinet full of issues that parents have to deal with every single day. Um, and a lot of them are, are you know, no-brainers, really. Uh, we we should have federal laws protecting our kids in schools against harmful uh, restraint and seclusion, you know, Restraint, in a lot of ways, is a nice way of saying holding our children face down, and, and quite a few children have died because of that. Um, there are some basic things in here that that we can take care of, um, but that's just not happening yet. So the whole point of the campaign is how much longer are we going to have to wait for the, the basic rights? This is 2009. 
um, our, our children are being treated inhumanely in our public school systems. And instead of uh, teachers being, you know, prosecuted, a lot of them are, aren't even being fired. Um, you know, our children are dying, wandering off, drowning in lakes. Uh, seizures are killing our kids. Where, where is the, the help? Where is the, the first step in, in taking care of, of these huge issues? Um, it, pick one. Let's start there. It's a huge problem. So hopefully uh, enough people will call and fax this, this ad and email it to him, uh, to the administration, and hopefully somebody will take a look at it. All right. Well, then instead of looking at the next ad uh, to Thomas Insull and the National Institutes of Health, let's go ahead and hear about the 090909 campaign tomorrow, Wednesday, September 9th. How can we all participate? Um, if you go to the National Autism Association website, uh, which is at nationalautism.org, there's a link right on the main page that says 090909. There you can get information on the How Much Longer campaign, and you can see um, images of all of the messages that we'll be sending out tomorrow. And you can click on a link on that page, which will take you to NAA's new um, political advocacy center. It's an online action center that um, will automatically send emails to um, these different health agencies that we're targeting in this campaign, along with your senators and congressmen based on the zip code that you enter when you create your account. We're also copying some of these um, to the media and that will all be done automatically. So you create your login in NAA's Action Center, and beginning at midnight tonight, these action items will become available. You can click through. Um, you can send your messages to all of the recipients. You can even edit them if you'd like to add a personal story about your family situation, your child, your loved one with autism, and just click the, the mouse, and uh, your messages will be automatically delivered. Okay, so... Walk me through this a little bit more. Um, I, I've created my account. Mm -hmm. I've seen that you have this really cool link where I can see all my you know, state legislators. Yep. And then how exactly do I see what letters are available to go out and how I can edit them? Well, beginning at midnight tonight, because this is not going to start until 090909, and it will run for 24 hours. So beginning at midnight Eastern tonight, when you go back to your login page, you'll see a list of the eight messages that we're sending out. So you'll see the CDC, the FDA, President Obama, and the rest of them. You click on each action item, and you can send that particular message. All of the information is pre-populated in there. Um, you just uh, type your name in to sign it and click, and you can move on to the next one. Oh, very cool. I'm glad mm -hmm. I'm listening to the show. Now I know how to do this. It's very easy. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be really smooth. And it will probably take, if you want to send all eight messages, it will probably take a total of maybe four or five minutes of your day. Oh, I think that's worth it. And I hope so. We can start our day or continue our day at midnight tonight. Right. And, and as soon as these are made active, we'll be sending out an email through the system to let you know that you can head on over to the Action Center and start clicking away. Very cool, very cool. Lori, have you had much response to this so far on Facebook or elsewhere? Yeah, we've, we've had you know, this campaign as, as 
gotten the largest amount of response out of all the campaigns we've done. Um, and typically we get 50-50 positive negative, and we really haven't gotten a whole lot of negative. I mean, uh, I think people uh, have called this a very angry campaign. Um, somebody compared us to PETA, um, which I didn't really take as a as an insult. But it's overwhelming, uh, an overwhelming response, and I think that people have they're they're tired and they're happy to see the issues all being laid out in one campaign. I think that if you lived every day in the fear that someone was going to throw your child down on the floor face down and your child was going to be suffocated and killed, um, you worried about your child dying from a seizure, you had, you know, fecal smearing on your wall from a child who couldn't toilet train due to physiological issues, you might be feeling a bit angry on your child's behalf too. Now it's time to take positive action. And we'll be right back with Wendy and Lori. And thank you to our sponsor, Medica. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart the program that takes you on a journey through grief after the death of a child. Join Dr. Gloria Horsley, marriage and family therapist and bereaved parent, while she interviews and discusses with other bereaved parents and siblings how they have coped with the death of a child and gone on to create and realize new dreams. So tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart with Dr. Gloria Horsley, right here on Voice America Health & Wellness. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. 
We're back with Lori McElwain and Wendy Fournier of the National Autism Association, and we were talking about how to actually uh, get involved with the 090909 campaign. And did either of you ladies want to continue on what we were saying before the break? Well, um, I, I just I, encourage everybody to hop over to our website and create their account, um, and we'll notify everyone as soon as the action items become available at midnight. You can start taking action and do it throughout the day up until um, midnight tomorrow night. These PDFs are printable, and they're they're really quite striking and quite clever. And, you know, to my mind, they are um, graphics that you can actually give to people to, to make these wonderful points. The PDFs are great, and we've had a lot of requests from people to make them in a, in a really nice printable format. Unfortunately, um, like the, the President Obama ad is really long. If you were to print it, 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 print it out on paper, it's actually taller than I am. So um, these are meant to be more of electronic files, and the messages that we'll send out through the advocacy system will be text-only versions with a link to the graphic PDFs. Mm-hmm. Right. I saw the, the President Obama ad, and I was thinking, gosh, you know, I, I wish I had banner ads of these, like the big banner <laughs> ads we put up of the, the conference schedules, or I wish I had a bookmark of this because it's so long. You know, it's a long, it's a tall, thin ad. It, it is, yeah. But and people have asked us to put it on T-shirts. Somebody asked us to put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> just, I don't think we could possibly fit that stuff on a T-shirt or a bumper sticker unless you're, uh, you know, 10 it's feet about tall. about eight pages long. And we have a, uh, our America ad that should be coming out um, this afternoon, and that's even longer. And um, the America ad is really covers uh, a lot of the same issues in, in all of the other ads, but we're we're basically saying in a sort of a bold way, we kind of went out on a limb, um, it, it, we're, we're basically saying, look, you know, you have a chance to research what goes into your child's body. Please please take it. Um, the ad is, is, you know, controversial. It's bold, just like all the other ads. It may not be received uh, in a way where it makes people feel warm and fuzzy, and it may pe- make make people mad, um, some people mad, but uh, we decided to do it because it, it needs to get out there in an impactful way, and it needs to be said in a way that's going to get read. Um, and hopefully, if nothing else, somebody who will be having a child soon or already has children will look at this and and say, you know what, I really should just do my own homework on on what goes into my child's body because that is the number one thing we all wish we could go back and do, and we didn't do it, and we're hoping that nobody else has to go through this. You know, look at the way, again, that the language is used. We're having to be concerned that people think that we sound angry, that we're mad. Let's look at your ad to the Department of Education and this is a call to action to the Department of Education, but really it's reflecting what happens to our children. Dear Department of Education, we just want to know if you need to be punched in the face. You look like you do. Sit down and shut up. We've had it with you. What's that weird thing you're doing? Why are you doing that? Stop rocking back and forth and sit your butt down in that chair right now. You're pathetic. Pathetic. 
stop making those noises. Sit still. We have to put up with your crap every day. You leave us no choice but to lay you face down until you stop squirming. Oh, you can't breathe? Fakers, do you need duct tape over your mouth? Lemon juice sprayed in your eyes? How about locked in a dark room? No, you can't get out. Claw, baby, claw, because we all know you can't speak. And if you don't start behaving right now, we'll have to sit on you until you shut the hell up. Hear us? Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And when you finally do shut up, it will probably be because you are no longer breathing. This is being done to our kids. Children are dying. We have a right to be angry about this. Why are they using being angry about this against people who are trying to advocate for children? Well, you know, ironically, people are, are writing us angry emails saying that we're too angry and and, you know, these ads are aggressive and they're bold, but, you know, teachers are being aggressive towards our kids and aides are being aggressive towards our kids, not all of them, not nearly all of them, but many of them are. And they're, they're getting other jobs within the school system. They're not being fired. We have hidden camera videos showing, you know, children being uh, smacked. Um, one child was thrown into a room, uh, a dark room, bleeding. They had broken his finger. And so could you imagine just having no voice, having your finger just broken, and being thrown into a dark room with the door closed, and you're, you're just bleeding, and you're just left there to, to bleed? Uh, you know, we, we should be angry. Of course we should be angry. Um, we're, this isn't the physical kind of angry we're doing. We're, we're using words, but that, that ad was just to illustrate, hey, these, this is just words on a page. Imagine what it would be like to actually have this happen, and all of those things have happened, being called pathetic, lemon juice in the eyes, all of those things have happened and continue to happen to our kids. So should we be polite about this? Um, the, the, the true activism is, is getting bold and, and being direct. Um, we don't have any more time to be polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, Wendy, earlier um, you were talking about research, and there is actually something that gives the appearance of being done, and this is in your ad to Tom Insull and the National Institutes of Health, and it says, after billions of dollars spent on genetic research, we're confident that our children aren't the only ones beating their heads against the wall. Ever worked each day to stop your child from violently banging their head against the wall? We have, and it seems all this do-nothing research has you doing the same, figuratively speaking. Exactly what has that research done for our children? Well, Wendy, can you tell us about what Dr. Thomas Insull and the uh, National Institutes of Health, National Institutes of Mental Health, he's the director of the National Institute of Mental Health, have and have not been doing? They've been doing a whole lot of nothing. They've been wasting a whole lot of money. Uh, they've been not listening to the community when we voice the needs that we have as far as research for our children. Um, they're not looking at environmental uh, toxins the way they need to be, environmental components. <clears throat> Majority of all of the research money that's going through NIH for autism is spent on, on genetic research. And we know and everyone acknowledges, even within NIH, 
that autism cannot be solely genetic. There is not one autism gene. So we know that there are, there are probably many different types of genetic predispositions that can make you susceptible to developing autism, but there has to be some kind of an environmental trigger to get you there. What are our kids being exposed to that's um, triggering that susceptibility gene and causing them to go into autism? And um, the IACC, uh, which is the committee that oversees research funding on autism through NIH, um, is not listening to even their own committee members. There are public members um, and representatives of autism advocacy groups that sit on that committee and have a voice and have a vote in determining how this money is going to be spent. A few months ago, <clears throat> they decided to write um, some vaccine research into the strategic plan for research, which was a huge accomplishment, an enormous victory. And Tom Insell, the chair of that committee, at the next meeting broke all kinds of rules, went back, revisited it, uh, re-voted on it, and had that section of the strategic plan removed for all kinds of ridiculous reasons. This guy has been talking out of both sides of his mouth, and he has wasted years for our children. He needs to go. We need somebody in that position who really cares about getting the answers we need to stop this epidemic and to help our children that are sick now. We need treatment, and he's not even looking at the stuff that's working. Right. Right, and you had your AAP ad as well. Was it the AAP? Uh, yeah, American Academy of Pediatrics. It says, in a recent statement, you were quoted as saying, it is likely that there are many environmental factors that influence the development of autism, but that vaccines are not the cause of autism. So we're just wondering, can vaccines influence autism? <laughs> and your comments on this? Yeah, that was, I mean, we just kind of noticed that they said vaccines don't cause autism, but environmental factors um, influence the development of autism. And, you know, of of course that has happened. You've you've got thousands of stories, same stories, parents, you know, they, they know that there are environmental factors. The common denominator is vaccinations. You know, we all have the same stories. Of course, it influences autism. Um, say cause, say influence. The point of the ad is, you know, are you going to listen to our stories? Are you going to start listening to us? Are you are you going to keep saying, oh no, your child really doesn't have GI problems. He has autism. Um, no, your child, you know, really doesn't have detoxification issues. He has autism. Um, Let's treat the underlying medical problems and let's look at autism uh, not just as one you know, label. Let's look at it for what it is, the symptoms involved, um, and, and really just take autism out of the equation. It's just a word. It's right. a word some guy came up with. Um, right. It's not a really useful label. And with the swine flu scares coming up, um, Relating that to your ad, your call to action to the AAP, um, you've written, you, meaning the AAP, continue to say it's okay for infants and pregnant women to receive mercury-containing flu shots, even though your own statement in 1999 called for mercury's removal. You state that environmental factors play a role, but you have no idea what those factors are, just what they aren't, and then rally for environmental toxins to stay in vaccines. Well, 
We'll hear more about this when we come back from break. Thanks to our sponsor, Antimedica. We'll be right back. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Before the break, we were talking to Wendy and Lori about the Dear American Academy of Pediatrics ad called Action to the AAP that the National Autism Association has uh, put out there, and um, Lori, did you want to comment on that? We're talking about how they're saying they don't know what those environmental factors are, um, just what they aren't, and uh, could mercury be it? They're still recommending for mercury-containing flu shots to pregnant women and therefore, you know, fetuses and, and to infants as well. It's it's just, it makes no sense to, <laughs> to give mercury to pregnant women and infants on purpose when there's an alternative. Um, so, of course, the American Academy of Pediatrics should state a preference for the one that doesn't contain mercury. Um, they're saying that enviro- environmental factors influence autism, and, and yet they're, they're putting an environmental toxin deliberately in, into the bodies of uh, fetuses and infants. So, that 
that makes no sense. Again, it goes back to, you know, even mainstream chemical uh, companies are going green, um, and, and you're deciding to deliberately put mercury into a baby. Um, you know, come on. I mean, grow a pair. I mean, seriously, <laughs> just get this stuff out of there. It doesn't need to be in there, and it, it's it's just mind-boggling to me that it's, it, it, they continue to, to not state a preference for the healthier version. I think it was on Seinfeld maybe once where um, a, a point was made that when you go to the store and you see a product that says new and improved, you think, what was I getting before, old and rotten? <laughs> so what is it? If they, if they um, clean up the vaccines, is that, do they think that's going to be some sort of admission to us that the older vaccines had a problem? Well, they they do say that. You know, our federal yeah. health agencies and the AAP, they don't want anybody to question, um, you know, the cimerosol content. They say that that's, you know, that's done and over with, and um, we don't want to bring any attention to it, and we don't want to recommend mercury-free vaccines because then people will think that vaccines can be dangerous. So they just don't want to bring any attention to it. But, you know, the fact remains that that, Thimerosal is still in the flu vaccines. We're recommending them for babies. We're recommending them for pregnant women. And this is a a drug, the flu vaccine is classified as a Class C drug, which means that animal studies have been done that show uh, adverse reactions to the fetus of animals when they're injected with Class C drugs, including vaccines. And so they haven't done any human studies. We know it causes damage in animals, but they won't do human studies, and that's why it's classified as Class C. I don't even understand how it's legal to be injecting pregnant women with a Class C drug that has not studied the effect on a fetus. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Well, oftentimes the powers that be say that they have, you know, all of these studies, but um, there is another website that I'll just let listeners know about very, very briefly. Um, Those studies that are oft touted as proving that there's no, allegedly proving that there's no connection between thermarosol and autism or MMR and autism um, are methodologically flawed. Um, There's rife with conflicts of interest um, in the authors, et cetera, and uh, you can look at uh, the website 14studies.org. Those are letters, F-O-U-R-T-E-E-N, studies.org. Now, let's move on to your conference, the National uh, Autism Association's conference in November. Is that in Weston or Fort Lauderdale, Florida? The conference is in Weston, Florida, which is just outside of Fort Lauderdale. So you can fly into Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And a lot of the speakers at your conference um, will be talking about the real legitimate physiological issues underlying the label of autism. Right. A lot of our speakers are are physicians and researchers um, who are really looking at the underlying medical issues that our kids have and um, and treating them, getting kids better. And, um, you know, there's a lot of hope for our kids with with the treatments that are being used. Once you start treating the underlying issues that are causing the symptoms that we diagnose as autism, these kids can get better. Right. Yeah. If you don't look for the roots, you know, where, where is it going to get you? Right. Um, so let's describe some of the speakers and what the, they'll be talking about. Okay. 
Um, well, we have many different topics that are covered. Um, I would say a good percentage of our speakers are physicians who are treating kids with autism. So they'll be talking about the latest treatments that they're using and the success that they're seeing in children. Um, we will have Dr. Jeff Bradstreet and Dr. Dan Rosignol, both with the um, ICDRC clinic down in Melbourne, Florida, um, both fantastic physicians who are really leading the way as far as treatment goes. Jerry Cartzanell, another doctor um, who recently published a book with Jenny McCarthy on treatment of kids with autism. Um, we're going to have uh, David Kirby there, author of Evidence of Harm, talking about the latest information that he has on uh, vaccines and autism. We have a full-day workshop on um, Thursday, and I should mention the dates of the conference are November 12th through the 15th. On Thursday the 12th, we have a full-day workshop on special education law, everything you need to know about an IEP, uh, financial planning, special needs trusts. We have Martha Herbert, who is a world-renowned neurologist, pediatric neurologist from Harvard, who's going to be speaking. Um, Dr. Andy Wakefield will be delivering a keynote speech for us. Um, we have Soma uh, Mukadpahe. She is um, also known as Tito's mom, and she's developed a teaching method called the rapid prompting method that she used with her son Tito to help him to communicate. And this is um, the first time that we've ever had her at one of our conferences, so we're very excited about that. Uh, Doreen Grandpache will be talking about applied behavior analysis in combination with biomedical treatments. Uh, we have Barbara Lowe Fisher, who is an expert on vaccine safety and longtime advocate for safer vaccines for our kids, and more and more and more. And uh, there's uh, more information, full details uh, on our conference website at nationalautismconference.org. Yeah, I'm really excited about Dr. Thea Harrity's being there, talking about autism as an emerging neuroimmune disorder. Yes, and he's done some research on something called mast cells and is really tying in autism um, to the immune system. I'm very excited to hear his talk as well. Yeah. Because it looks like our kids, I mean, a lot of our kids do have autoimmune issues. My my own daughter has autoimmune issues, and I think that, you know, that's probably playing a huge role in why our kids are sick. You have a wonderful note of hope for listeners about your daughter Allie's situation. <clears throat> I do, I do. My daughter is uh, nine years old, actually nine and a half now, and um, up until about seven weeks ago was nonverbal, and um, she has just started to talk. She's She's found her voice, and she's able to label lots and lots of words and pictures of people that she loves and um, is, is making progress every day toward developing speech. So we really um, had a huge breakthrough here with my daughter. And at nine years old, to have her becoming verbal is truly the answer to my prayers. And um, I just, you know, I hope that other parents who are listening right now will keep that close and, and know that there's always hope and never give up. I mean, this happened for Allie just about overnight. It, it just happened. And I, I really think, you know, it's just because we're getting her healthy and we're treating her immune system and the inflammation that's involved in her illness, and uh, she is making progress. It, 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 it just happened because you, as a parent, pursued it um, with some, you know, courageous medical practitioner or practitioners, but you as a parent pursued it 
and had a very real hope for your child that you didn't give up on. Right. And, and I've known all along that my daughter was sick, and I didn't listen to the people who diagnosed her and told me that there was nothing I could do for her other than behavioral therapy. I, I was not going to stop looking and, and stop fighting, and I still have a long way to go. I mean, we are just just now opening up this window for her. But um, I, I know that, that it's possible for her to get better, and we're going to keep on fighting to get her all the way back. Well, bravo to you, Wendy, and to Allie, and to Lori and the National Autism Association for giving this hope to your children and other people's children. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzo Medica. If anyone has any comments about today's show, please email me at tarenga at autismone.org. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Medica would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.